When everyone is on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. All right, how are you guys doing? This episode is sponsored by Four Patriots. We are... Ooh. We are, we are back at it. We've, we've got a little bit of stuff. i got some stuff figured out. Look at this, guys. I'm going to go back over here. Look, I've got it figured out. We can actually see what is going on. It's crystal clear. It should be crystal clear. Look at this. Doesn't that look good? I just got to find my mouse again. There it is. There look at we this. go. That's sexy Tell right me that's there. Not, look at that. Look how clean it is for you guys. Oh, yeah. God bless. It looks clean. Look at this little... Look at that little nugget right there. This still has not been updated, which is kind of crazy to me. I bet you if I go over to the other website, it might be. It's not, actually. That, really? Like I said, that update that we just looked at, we're going to talk about here in a little bit outside of Rebove. Okay. But that updated just as we were kind of sitting here, and I looked over at the deep state map. Hasn't even hasn't even been updated yet. So this is all, like, real breaking. Stuff's coming out right now. People are, like, Ukrainian forces have been geolocated outside of Rebove. Like, there's a lot going on down in that area right now. I'm going to say that the line is going to look more like to this yellow and down kind of like this. Well, it what it looks like is they just kind of skirted the dragon's teeth, like right over there, like that whole defensive line. And that that yellow part that's just sticking out right there that you're tracing, that whole yellow part that's going in that Russia's contesting, all of that just follows a – it looks like it just follows a road straight in for both. So it looks like the Ukrainians just pushed and punched straight down that road yeah, in Verbov. And now there's a bunch of fighting taking place um, right over there on the western side of Verbov. Verbov. So it looks like they could be possibly, I don't know, maybe maybe they know something that we don't know because they clearly have better aerial assets and imagery and everything else. So, so we've got UAF that has been geolocated about 250 meters outside of Verbov right now. 250 meters. Okay. 250 oh, meters outside nothing. of Verbov. I was able to see um, a couple different videos that are taking place um, right outside there, a Russian shelling that's going on, or it, excuse me, it's unknown if it's UAF or RU that's doing the shelling over on like the uh, western edge of Verbov, but it looks like there's actual fighting taking place now uh, for the city itself. This makes me excited. This is kind of a big deal. Not a big deal. They take Verbov. If it's a possibility, maybe they do by the end of the weekend or maybe the next week. I don't really know. If they do it somehow take it, I have no idea. Verbov is bigger than Robotine, just so people are aware. When it comes to clearing houses, and it's probably twice the size. Mm-hmm. Twice, I would say it's probably twice the size. Which, I mean, that's not really saying much. There was like I don't even remember how many houses inside of Robotown. There wasn't really, right. There was, not wasn't that many. Enough. I mean, they're villages to be yeah. to be clear. They're villages, so lightly occupied. Hopefully, at this point, that the everybody's been moved out of there. But I mean, as you look at the map, I mean, it does. I mean, if you were to look at the way this sets up, this could be the better route through here but all they're going to do is shift forces but if they have them shift forces into verbove into verbove mm-hmm. then 
That's going to possibly leave an opening down over here, but they're going to have to for I don't know. Well, I think a lot's going to go. There's a lot going on in the Talk Mac as well. Do you have a lot of stuff covered over that? Yeah, I've got a little bit of what's going on for the shaping operations for Talk Mac okay. along with it. It looks like they might be skirting that that town just to the south of Robotney now. Like they're just going to try to ignore it and punch straight down towards Talk Mac. It appears to be anyway. This one right here? <laughs> Yep. They're just and going. They're going straight past. I this. think they're going to tr- attempt to go past it. They're taking a key hill out there. We'll touch on all this, but they're taking a key hill that's going to give them good, like uh, indirect fires onto Talkmock. And like we said yesterday, there was a lot of indirect fire that was taking place inside Talkmock, so they're already starting to hit some of the key uh, locations inside of there. But it looks like they're looking for alternating routes, like we had talked about last week. They go, they hit Verbove, and then they're able to skirt those lines and just kind of spew straight down into Talkmock. So. Whether or not that's what UAF is attempting to do right now, it's kind of untold. I mean, we can only speculate to what their overall battle strategy is going to be in order to to get down to that location, but it would allow them to skip about two or three lines of defense as they go down. So they'll be taking those lines of defense on the flank, which is going to be 10 times better than taking them head on. What if what if Talkmax is just like an absolute feint? They don't even go for it. What if they just say, screw it, and just go completely southeast? I'm with you on that. What if they say, you know what, screw it? I'm with you on that. That's another thing that you know, we're possibly looking at it, as I'm saying, screw talk Mac itself, just go around it and head straight down to Melipole. Cause they could achieve the same thing. Essentially. If they're able to get the burden yet somehow. Well, you got to remember that a lot of the main command is sitting in talk Mac for, for a lot of the area down there in the South. So they have like the Russian forces have a lot of command that's going on in talk Mac, which is why it's heavily defended and not just that, that ring around talk Mac itself, but also all of those other lines of defense that are leading up to it. That tells you that Russia has got something that they care about very, very deeply inside that city. And as we know, their command is located in there. So they're going to want to take care of them. Yeah. God bless. This thing is so well done. It really is really well done. Oh yeah. It is well done. Now this is, Oh, this is my guy. He's so pissed. Is this, this the one I sent you this morning, just randomly? Yes, it is. Yeah, okay. yep, that's the one you sent me. Pull up while while we're talking about this, dude. Pull up, uh, pull up that first video I sent. That one. Pull okay. that sucker up for the people. So, what do we have going on here? So, this I believe. Uh, obviously, I can't confirm it right now. Um, oh, the but, offensive towards Verbove. Yeah, this okay. is a view of the offensive towards Verbove and all of that shelling off in the outline. This guy is supposedly somewhere in the vicinity of Robotnya, and he is looking out towards Verbove right now. So you're about to see artillery strikes, basically the ongoing battle from a distance, just to give you an idea of how close Verbove is actually to Robotnya and the type of terrain that they had to cover just to get out there. Look at all that open terrain. Leading all the way out there, going going up and over, no, it's it's that's not it's insane. And he's going to take that and he's going to do it. He's basically doing a panoramic view here. This is why I like this video. He's going to do a panoramic view. I believe you're looking out to the west, or I'm sorry, out to the east right now. And then he's going to scroll down um, and look south. And the reason I say he's looking east towards Verbove has to do with he says good morning in his post. Yeah, right. So he's saying sun. good morning. Yeah, sun rises in the east. There's the freaking sun shining down on it. So and then he's going to pan south. Man, I love how you use a little bit of common sense here. Yeah. Could pan out. Um, so in the video, you can actually hear some of the shelling and fighting taking place off in the distance. They should be able to hear. Maybe they might be able to hear a little bit, possibly. But we'll, we'll find out. What he's what he's saying is that the Russians are contending the area like it's it's uh well, I can't hear him right now. No, he was just talking. Point, I mean, I, c- I could see fresh. Up in the top left. Oh, yeah. You see smoke. all that smoke burning. Yeah, I see that smoke. Right. I see some on the far right as well. 
Yep. Almost in the center of the screen now. So that would be all those open fields and whatnot that they're looking See, at. See, that looks terrible. down towards there. And then there's that. He's pulling up on the uh, the village just to the south. I mean, when Columbia, you're looking at terrain features video. here, dude, we're, uh, I'm going to cut you off there. But, I mean, we're not talking like massive, massive anything, really. We're talking like this is only a couple hundred foot. I mean, that's a huge difference in this area, though. I mean, oh, no. It's that. a, that's it's mega. A, and even then, a couple hundred feet makes an absolute difference in flat terrain like that. It makes God. a huge difference in like where you're defending versus where you're fighting from. It makes a huge difference. The amount of, I mean, all these, all these, tre- all these, all these, all these tree lines you guys see could, I mean, I'm sure they know just by getting aerial satellite imageries and so on and so forth, which ones are going to have the um, trenches in them and so on and so forth. Because I'm going to assume a lot of these leading up to it are probably going to be heavily mined fields yep. and or. Uh, have trenches all the way along the, some of these tree lines, for all I know. So I, I really don't know. It, it's funny that you mentioned that. Pull up that second video that I What's the second, uh, have oh, there. Really? Okay, so the second yep. one we got, is this one? That one, yeah. Okay, uh, so this is a Ukrainian vehicle that's attempting to drive over. You can see the dragon's oh, teeth. Oh, wow, look at and that. Apparently this is out towards, a, again, moving towards a verbose direction. Area? I like this. Yep. And what you're going to see is this Ukrainian vehicle testing a tank trap. I could so, oh test. So here's the tank trap right here. Yep. And so okay. for those people that don't know how tank traps work, they essentially dig them so that the tank can drive in in one direction, but it's not able to come up. So uh, picture like, you know, steady downgrade and then like a steep 90 degree to where the tank just can't get up and over. So that's what we're about to see. And then we have dragon's teeth. Yep. Dragon's so this, teeth, tank trap. This is what they're dealing with out there. just creeping towards it and then slam trying to get through and it can't god bless and that wild you know how much that probably rocked the guys inside oh, oh yeah no it, it jarred them pretty significantly so well my thing is, is why don't they bring like an engineered or a, a company up there with like a you know what i mean to throw bridges down and not else. even just throw bridges but i mean if they came in there with a bulldozer i'm sure you can push the opposite side down and create a just a but then you only have one lane to put then you only have one lane to push through and everything so this is really cheap and expensive way this is yeah yeah, this is interesting yep and this is like straight up back cold war you know like 70 80s era like tech just dig a big trench that a tank can't get through but (laughs) you got to do it across vast area yeah and it works i guess i mean they've had months to do this and look at those dragon's teeth and all this laid out right and so even if they breach that trench they still have the dragon's teeth. are these are these guys chilling right here yeah it kind of looks it is that dude's moving okay so there are guys on the edge of this wood line right here they're all watching those are look probably brads or something maybe i don't really know no idea i can't really tell from this far away clear but it's it is yeah look those are people yep yeah those are people right there those are people. Okay, so if we got this is down there in Verbove again. Yep. Now going back. Hold on, here. go back because I got to follow up to that sucker. This and one right here. Be, yep. Okay, Pull so that now, now we're going back to this one. So this is a striker, and again, this is the the type of crap that they have to deal with. Here's a ditch a, or a trench line, if you Pull will, that ditch. they tried to take the striker over. Watch this. Watch this. Play this video. Oh, I was going to let this it one. roll. Let it roll. So this is reportedly the the Ukrainian armed forces moving towards Verbov, um, taking over a Russian trench, and there's a striker um, that got stuck oh, in one God. of those ditches that they're now having to go through and around. Wow! Right, right. So it doesn't take a lot. People don't realize this. You know, they think tank or striker. They're really effective. You know, they can do a lot of stuff, but it it really doesn't take much to get these vehicles stuck. That probably the guys inside probably got rocked hitting that. Oh thing. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. God only knows how fast they were going. Just coming to an abrupt halt like that. 
Isn't that wild? No, that's nuts. I'm just just so when you if if, if you go back over to the uh, if you go back over to that map um, from uh, the ISW, map? okay, yeah. If you go back over to that map from ISW and you pull that up and you look at where those defensive lines are at, um, go outside of Rebove, and you can see just kind of how UAF followed those defensive lines straight into Rebove. Now that could be really bad for them as well because that could essentially be tunneling UAF straight into Rebove. Does that make you know what I'm saying? So the Russians know that they're not going to be able to penetrate that line because of, because of all the tank traps and everything else that's set up off. And so it's funneling them right to where the Russians probably want. Now, if it was a smart commander that set up the defense of that town, that's what should have been done, right? Like you push the forces to where you want, and then they get there, and it's essentially a massive kill zone. That's oh, you really think they already – God, I don't know. I don't know. That's how you would do that. Yeah, I know. I, I, I get that. But I'm, I wonder if that's where the Russians were trying to funneling, funnel them to – they made it so difficult to push out of Robotime. They're like, okay, cool. We'll kind of open up Verbove mm-hmm. for you to push through Verbove. That is, that is, that is, I guess that is one option that could be, could right. be fairly effective for the Russians for one time. Pushes them straight into a heavily defended area. Right. So that's what's going on inside there now. Like I said, they were geolocated about 250 meters just right before we started filming this at what, 11 o'clock central time, mm-hmm. 11 a.m. central time, about 250 meters outside of Verbove. And there is a ton of artillery and stuff going off. So it looks like Revove is about to just be a massive battleground for the next couple of days. So well, this, this is well outside of Takamok? Uh, so this is, I want to say this was south of Robotny, if I remember correct. I want to say this was south of Robotny, um, moving towards Takamok. And uh, this is just a Russian trench line that got taken over. And to give you an idea of how some of the Russians were living in those trenches... Uh, it's a pretty stout trench. I mean, they could stand up in this thing. No, it's stout. I mean, it doesn't seem too far-fetched. Beans in a can, I mean, or whatever that is. Uh, right. I don't know what that is, actually. Beans in a can, coffee, they're... Yep. I mean, could be meat in a can for all I know. I mean, it doesn't seem too far-fetched. Yeah. I mean... And to see, like, you see all that crap... That's over there around, like all the all the trash and whatnot that's in the trenches, how they're just kind of been stuck in there for a while and living mm-hmm. there. And that goes back to that video that we were talking about the other week about how it was kind of like we we saw it as Russian propaganda of them taking over the Ukrainian position when there wasn't really – there was just nothing there. You know, brand new weapons that were put up, but there's no trash. There's no signs of life. There's none of that crap up over that. So it's it's rather, rather frustrating to see the amount of propaganda that Russia has been putting out. As of 11 minutes ago, Russia and North Korea are actively advancing negotiations to reach an arms deal. Wow. Hmm. What what kind of arms deal would North Korea and Russia really need to be? Well, North Korea was talking about sending troops into Ukraine a while ago, like in order to support Russia. I I don't think they ever really did that. I don't think that panned out. I haven't seen any reports of North Koreans running around Ukraine, but... North Korea, if they want to support Russia, Russia is looking at expanding its sphere of influence all across Africa and, and like the Asian states and stuff. So that, I mean, very well could be part of the deal. Well, back in uh, Ohio, 2003, a tree branch hit a power line and shut down 21 power plants and around 100 people actually died. We actually have a power group that was designed in the 1800s here, even in the White House this season. They're saying two thirds of the grid are at least 25 years old. So, now, recently announced, there's been billions of dollars to update it. And how long will that take to actually do? That's why having your own solar power system is more important than ever. With Patriot Power Generate, you get a solar generator that doesn't install into your house 
because it's portable. You guys can take it anywhere and use it even inside. But it's powerful enough for your phones, medical devices, and even your fridge. And right now, you guys can go to 4Patriots.com. Use promo code ROB to get 10% off your first purchase on anything inside the store. That is 4, like the number 4Patriots.com. Use promo code ROB and get 10% off your first generator, including the Patriot Power Generator. You'll also get their famous guarantee for an entire year after your order, plus free shipping on any orders over $97 and a portion of every single sales donated to charities who support our veterans and their families. Just go to 4 use promo code ROB to get 10% off. That's 4 use code ROB to get yours today. It'll be linked at the very top of the description as well. So thank you so much to 4Patriots for sponsoring this episode. Now going back over to Russia and North Korea, they're actively advancing this negotiations over a potential arms deal that would provide a significant amount of ammunition for different types of weapon systems, including artillery. This is in their, this is actually put out by the Kremlin. Uh, to a, <laughs> I wasn't put out by the Kremlin. It says the Kremlin is in a desperate uh, situation in order to further material its failing invasion of Ukraine. That's exactly what it says. I've got a spam telemarketer calling me. These are always the best ones. These are my favorite. Hello. They hung up. So what Braden have actually told me, which is one of my guys that works for me, he said that these spam telemarketers, they'd call you and they actually record your voice and then use it at a later date for something else. You know, it's funny. I had a... You actually believe that? Is that true? Yeah, it could be. This guy, you know, I had a, I think the new telemarketing scam, I had a, the Border Patrol. Oh, really? Day. Yeah. Apparently it was Immigration and Border Patrol or whatever the hell they are calling to ask me about a suspicious package that they had got and they wanted me to confirm my address and my name and everything else i was like y'all can kiss my really yeah the water patrol yeah. oh good. yeah but it was yeah. clearly an indian guy that could barely speak english that works for customs and border yeah he I was, was like get out of here he was prepped and ready right there yeah. uh recent drone attacks are showing the wars increasingly moving to russian territory that's what Zelensky is stating now how much do you believe in that yeah a lot because you have <laughs> you have that video of that Russian that Russian guy that's that's complaining about it. To go back to that earlier one, where's that video at? That's oh, right this there. right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I want to talk about that North Korea thing because I think there's you going back to North Korea about Let's go back North, to North Korea. Korea. Yeah. yeah, go back to North Korea supplying weapons because we've got right here. we've got uh, reports that ISW is claiming right now, and I went and pulled them up, and I didn't feel like reading a ton of Russian this morning because my brain kind of hurts. But what it's basically saying is the troops over on the Kyrgyzstan front or the Russian troops over on the Kyrgyzstan front are complaining that they're not getting enough weapons and supplies and apparently have made videos about it saying that Russia needs to supply more weapons and equipment and that they're falling short. Russia then turned around and produced its own video pretending to be soldiers from that unit. So Russia impersonating its own soldiers saying, stop putting that information out there. Stop, stop showing it to which they then responded back and started flicking crap. So Russian troops, it appears now are kind of being in short supply. This okay now. And so you, that, that makes a little sense. Yeah. So Russia yeah. might be trying to get some of its weapons from uh, North Korea. It's right here. It says we remain concerned that the DPRK continues to consider providing military support to Russia's military forces inside of Ukraine, and we have new information, which is which we are able to share today that arms negotiation between Russia and the DPRK are actively advancing. This is coming from Kirby. Following these negotiate these negotiations, high level discussion may continue in the coming months. So that would make a little bit of sense. The guys over on the Kherson side are struggling to get ammunition. They're seeking outside of Russia to get this kind of stuff. I mean, they use the same weapons. It's all trash. Yeah, well, it's and North the DPRK itself is attempting to, I saw, 
I, I don't remember it. I wasn't prepared to speak on it today, but I saw that the DPRK was looking at getting recognition on a global stage and possibly popping their little bubble that they currently live in. So, so this is, this would be their way of doing it. That could be a good okay. step for them. Yeah, to have Russia take them in and yep. Uh, Kremlin, right here. Look at this. Kremlin says overnight drone attacks on Russia are continued terrorist activity in the Kiev regime. So of uh, activity of the Kiev regime. So that's kind of ironic if you think about it. You have an actual. <laughs> An actual country that's been deemed a terrorist state as, as of sorts is uh, claiming that claiming. they're being terrorists for that's, attacking them. Yeah, why would I keep? Yeah, so I, stupid. I don't blame Kiev at all for attacking so Russians stupid. on their own soil. They should be. They should be hammering down. That's one of the things about this agreement that we have with them by like giving them up. No, hammer down on them, son of a guns. Hit so, their border towns as hard as you possibly could. I'm talking smack dab. In Russia with MLRS. This is oh, yeah. I don't give. I don't oh, yeah. Care. No, hammer them. Hammer them. Hammer them. You invaded my country, in my opinion. That's like, if you invade our country, like, that's that's all gloves are coming off, man. You know what's interesting about this drone attack stuff as well that's going on? That uh, I read another report that the Russians are saying that they can't down the Ukrainian drones now. That they're not able to down the Ukrainian drones. That there's some issue going on with their technology to where they can't. They there's can't some stop issue them. going on with their technology. Yeah. Some. Yeah. The Russians are now having problems. So I've got a I've got a sneaky suspicion that Western Western countries have provided upgraded technology to Ukraine and to their drone program in order to get to basically skirt around Russia's technology to keep them flying. How sneaky is this suspicion? Uh, well, I mean, Russia openly stated that they can't do it. And that, that same Russian commander that we were talking about last week that was complaining about not getting the reinforcements up towards uh, Stary Marorsk, that same Russian commander, yeah, he's, yeah. he actually came out and stated it, that they're having issues downing the Russian drones, or downing the Ukrainian drones. Well, we also have Kremlin says overnight, uh, excuse me, incorrect one, Ukrainian surging group claims responsibility for Hearsan attack. As a there result, we go. yeah, here we go. This is this is something we actually spoke on yesterday, I, I believe, right? Yes, we yes. did. Yeah, we did. As a result of the fire caused by the explosion, all documentation that the occupiers had brought for the elections scheduled uh, in about a week and a half between September 8th and 10th, they were all burned. We will not tolerate Russo-fascist pseudo-elections, pseudo-elections on the territory. So they're going after that, which I don't really... I, it's so confusing to me how the Russians could even claim to have a... An election in an area that's, it's so, I don't want to, that, that will never understand. No. Never will understand that. No. And they, they, Russia is currently struggling with just having enough, like, paramilitary forces in the area, like, such as police, in order to, like, hold such elections. Uh, there's nothing to feel. It was just fear. Kiev residents tell their panic the capital hit the largest since the spring. Um, oh, wow. That happened last night? Yeah, it was. It was last night. Look at that. Where was that? That was in Kiev. The largest explosion actually inside the city since uh, since spring. Dang. Uh, let's see here. What else we got going on? Tired. Oh, these are all the people that were killed during it. Oh, yeah. Pergosian, while we're at it. Pergosian. Oh, no- yeah. Yeah, him and his number two were buried in separate cemeteries over in uh, Russia. And apparently they were closed off, so they had, like, private ceremonies for the burial because... The speculation is is that they don't want to have just kind of like when we dump Bin Laden's body in the ocean, that they don't want to have some sort of mecca for people to go to. And you know what do we call that when you just got a a place that people gather? A to? shrine? A, sh- a shrine? Yeah. What a shrine? Maybe I, I, I don't there's know. Something, I forget what the hell it's called. Is it called a shrine? What yeah. is going on behind us? Uh, people are just doing weird stuff, man. Like, how do you find out that that's your that's your talent right there? Yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm 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 over the the people pretending to walk while holding on to bars thing though. That I didn't know that was a phase. 
I didn't mind. It's, it's a thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, lucky me. People doing pull-ups and pretending like they're walking up the pull-up bar. Yeah, I'm, I'm over it. It's cool. It's it's hard, but. I'm Ukraine's top it. general says Russia launched more than 40 aerial attacks overnight. Hmm. See, some of this stuff is actually, I'm just, I'm just now kind of catching up to you guys. Uh, I would say almost live. So that's pretty much what I've got going on. <laughs> About as semi-live as you guys possibly get. As we were making this here, I'll pop over to this video because I know this guy is one of my favorite guys to listen to, and I'm sure he's not in a good mood because he rarely ever he is. He's in a horrible mood. He's rarely ever in a good mood. So let's go ahead and play my guy and see what he's got going on here. What is happening? Oh, you guys can actually read it. I ain't got to read it. I love his shirt, too. Look at his shirt. <laughs> Do we not know where the drones are coming from? Do we not know? No. What is happening? My guy's always so mad. Look at him. Oh, my God. He's so angry about it. Oh, God. Look at him. If we can't cope with the drones, how are we going to cope with the F-16s? Well, they are a bigger version of a drone. Mm-hmm. They are <laughs> they're a little bit larger than a normal drone. Yeah. Speaking of which, the U.S. just uh, announced a new supply of uh, munitions that are going over to Ukraine, and included in that package are Sidewinder missiles. Really? Yeah, buddy. Sidewinder, how many are they actually going to get, though? Uh, enough to I do, don't remember. Enough to do the damage? Uh, is there ever going to be enough? Yeah, Seriously. there could be. I mean, if, if you send send enough, I mean, all they got to do is push them out, right? Sure. All right, so let's talk about this map for a second, what's going on outside here, because there is quite a bit. We, I know we talked about the assault going on over on Brabove, and that's going to be unfolding over the next couple of days. But also, when we start looking south of Robotny, ooh, Wrong zoom. Excuse me, everybody. So when we start looking south of Robotny and where the UAF has been able to actually push down here, yesterday we talked and we said that just down here in this general vicinity, they're still kind of like fighting for that terrain. And we were able to geolocate like some footage today of where some of the Ukrainians were at, which was roughly in this general vicinity right here outside. So this line appears to be holding up very, very well for the Russians and not so well for UAF. And so they're kind of like stuck right over here and then I will push south. And so they're all coming over here. Now, the interesting part is right over here in this area, there's a hill like that's apparently very strategic because they fought over it and apparently have taken it now um, as of the time we're making this that gives them uh, direct fire, excuse me, indirect fire down towards Tokmok. It's uh, I forget the name of the hill. It's like just a random hill number, but it's some of the high ground in the area that they're able to fight over and take. So Ukrainians have kind of taken this. And when we look at this and we start coupling it up, when we look at this and we start coupling up with what's going on, it looks like they have a very light push going over here. They're just kind of keeping these guys occupied in this general area. So they're still fighting them and keeping them engaged, probably to prevent a counterattack going into Robotny. But their main push and their main drive is down in here and down over here, kind of pushing through in Verbove as well as down to this area. So they're taking all the strategic terrain that they can get out of this area and they're pushing down. Now the question is, is whether or not they're going to be able to go and take Tokmok. And this is this is kind of what I was talking about when we zoom out a little bit and we look at these different defensive lines that they have set up going through this area. So what we're speculating on here, right, because it's all speculation, is that the Ukrainians are going to go, they're going to take for Bove, and they're going to start pushing down and through this area, essentially assaulting these things from the flank to go down and through. So they've got good positions set up for their, their indirect fire from this location, and then they're going to come and start pushing a lot of their troops down through here. Now, apparently the 82nd, 
the 82nd Brigade is the ones that are making this big assault over here on Verbove. And the Russians have moved in um, more of their airborne troops. They've committed like a good amount of them. Do you remember that video we showed yesterday of the uh, captured Russian soldiers? And I was like, eh, I want to say they're the airborne yep. guys, but I can't confirm yeah, yeah. it. So I did see a thing earlier saying that they were uh, some of the Marines, the Russian Marines that got pulled out of uh, Crimea. So Russia is devoting a lot of forces. They pulled dudes straight up out of Crimea and are now pushing them all the way up here to take this area. So Russia is kind of doing the, I don't want to call it the kitchen sink approach, but they're doing, I, I would assume that because down on the Kyrgyzstan area, when we look over here, uh, UAF was able to, and we didn't even talk about this yesterday, but UAF kind of pushed across the river and planted a flag over here. Do you remember that? Yeah, I didn't think, speak too much on it because nothing came of it. No, we didn't speak too much on it because it really didn't appear to be too much. It looks like they just moved and made some foothold over here. But that's suggesting that these lines are weakening over here on the, the Kyrgyzstan front, that they're able to put those flags. Then we have the troops in this area, the Russian troops that are complaining that they're not getting enough supplies and equipment indirect. And I mean, if the Ukrainians are able to make any sort of push and mount anything on that side of the, the, the world, I mean, that could be that could spell disaster on the men that are on the Russian side of things on this on this Western side of Militopol. Oh, significant. Yeah, right? I think what they're doing is they're they're successfully drawing a lot of the Russian forces up in, in this area because Russia wants to defend it. Obviously, look at the amount of like layered defenses that they have in around Tokmok. So this might be that area that if they actually assault and they take down the freaking headquarters element that's inside Tokmok or render it ineffective, start knocking out their communications to where they can't really do anything. But if they're able to actually start taking this on, then they're going to be able to uh, breach these lines a hell of a lot better, you know, essentially cutting off the head of the snake. So look, kind of look, makes sense to you, and then they're yeah. going to be able to push down and across. Well, look look at the look at the line of defenses that are, are the – I'm going to call them checkpoints, really, is what they look like – on the route that leads uh, west out of Melitopol. Look at look – Oh, at, this one? Yeah, look at the – I'm going to call them checkpoints, to be honest with you, because that's yeah, pretty they, much all they, they are. They probably are. That's pretty much all they look like to me. Um, but they don't have any leading out of that. There is a route that T – I can see it from that T209 – that leads kind of like northwest off that route. There's no checkpoints or nothing leading out of there. It is very interesting to see. I mean, you zoom in on that real quick. Are those like how they how they have them set up on that route that leads out on this one right here. Yeah, are they? They're not near any towns or nothing. They're literally just checkpoints. That's all they are. Yep, they're just checkpoints. Yeah, uh, one's I in mean, front of a bridge, kind of on the town. It li they're literally just checkpoints. Look at that. Wow. Being straight in. Straight in. Yep. And what then a, you've got partisan fighting going on in there as well. Hmm. So I, I personally, man, I think Ukraine's doing a really good job, like pulling a lot of the Russian forces up over here and up in the north, because we haven't even touched on it. Russia hasn't made any advances up here whatsoever, like really none. When we start looking at this, like when we start looking at the Kupiansk direction, there mm -hmm. is nothing going on. Like they have made nothing as far as advances go. They've, they've pushed out, they've claimed control over this area. I still haven't seen any confirmation on this city whatsoever that they actually took it. So I was, I'll be the first one to tell you, I was definitely wrong that Russia was going to commit a lot of troops to go take this. looks like they've actually diverted most of their forces. But they're in a, they're Republic. in a defensive posture now. Look at them. Oh yeah. Hey, look at, go down this Bachmuck real quick. I'm going to look at something. I think there was a little bit of uh right there. Yeah. I think there was a little bit of Something I on can't the, read. Yep, there's Bachman. Yeah, yeah. That's a little bit on the southern side again. That's what I thought. Yeah, not not a ton. Yeah. Oh Lord, Lord yeah. have mercy. Yep, and Kashivka looks like they've taken about half of it now. 
So they've made some advances in there, but n- nothing, nothing really significant. It looks like UAF is really forcing their efforts, like seriously forcing their efforts down in this area, and it's paying off for them. People are Russians are complaining they don't have enough ammunition and freaking indirect to support them out in the west. They're drawing forces up from Crimea to come up over here. They've committed their airborne forces, and this is the Russians we're talking about, right? They've committed their airborne forces. They've committed as many people as humanly possible to go and defend this area. And look at how well that's defended in, in comparison to everything else that they have going on. Look at how well it's defended. Well, do you have anything else? No, sir. No. Okay. That's what I've got for them. Well, we shall possibly be back tomorrow, the day after. I don't really know. I'll be back for a couple days, so it might just be him. But I do love you guys. Thanks for hanging out with us. I will say I hope you guys do like the the new little setup. Hopefully it works out. And uh, I love you guys. We're out. Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code PROGRAM.